Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Live from underneath your parents' bed. It's the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, featuring your host, Joe. Hey, in the fridge, is that anybody's taco? Hello? Does anyone mind if I have it? I'll take your silence as yes. Thanks. Well, how old is this thing? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 129, the long-awaited return to form. Yes, I apologize. I took last week off. There were some things going on, and um, also it just, uh, with the holidays and everything, you know, it gets hard to kind of make the time to get everything done to record, get the show together, get all the notes, and I, I really had everything pretty much good to go, minus a topic, and then I switched out a topic. So it was like, you know, um, just didn't happen. So I apologize. I am uh, delayed a week, and that's my fault. So sorry about that. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, This is our first show of the new year, 2015. We are finally here. Uh, If you have never listened before, then I appreciate you checking us out. may not be the best episode to start start with, I don't know, as I stumble over my words. But uh, there's an entire back catalog, three other shows I do full-time, a whole history prior to this last set of shows that I'm doing, so there's just stuff out there all over the place. If you really want to get into me, my voice, and myself, then uh, you've got plenty to choose from. But uh, if you're familiar with the show, then you are familiar with uh, how it works, what happens, what we do. This is basically my six-song musical mixtape. It is music and musings, me talking in between songs that I find. This um, episode has a lot of, uh, well... I'd say two repeat offenders, a uh, show that is not from musicalley.com, and then some other stuff that I did find at musicalley.com to fill in the gap. So it's going to be an interesting hodgepodge mishmash of stuff. So I'm excited. Um, but if you'd like to find me, you can find me on facebook.com. Just look up Joel Happy Pants Hour, K P A N T S. You can also look up the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. You can send me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com. Or at Joel Happy Pants Hour on Twitter. You can find me there as well. This show is available through iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and other fine podcasting directories. I'm sure it's uh, out there other places that I'm not aware of. So just open up a browser, type in the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour with a K, and you'll come up with links. Trust me. Uh, I've checked. I Googled myself. Uh, I also do three other shows full-time. The first one is called 40 Going On 14. It is a nostalgia cast with my friends Mike, Pat, and Josh where we get together, talk about things then and now, and reminisce, talk about getting older, getting into our 40s, and just generally uh, make fun of each other by cutting ourselves off at the knees with uh, (laughs) all kinds of stuff. But it's a good time, so please go check it out. You can find that at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and other podcasting directories. We are also on Facebook, just got 40 going on 14. Uh, We are on Twitter at 40go14. You can find us on the Musings of a Geek Network at musingsofageek.com, along with a lot of other fine shows. And streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. So check that out. If you'd like to leave an email for that show, you can do so at 40go14 at gmail.com. Or voicemail is 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. This week's episode was all about the 1992 live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film 
and the 2014 uh, Michael Bay produced Reimagining. So it's going to be a good time. We do not really delve into too much of the other movies that were in between, and we do not touch at all really on the cartoons, comics, or paraphernalia. So that will be another separate show. We're not doing a TMNT month or weeks or how many, like we did with Batman. We're just doing this week, and then we'll do another show to follow up and finish off all the other stuff. Because 30 years of history and something that I'm a fan of, I definitely want to get back into it again. But it was a good show, so look for that to drop sometime later today, which is Sunday. Uh, the What day is today? The 4th? Yeah, the 4th of January. Um, the next show I do is called The Coffin Cast with my brother from another mother, Killer Wilbur, over in Australia. Uh, this week we had on Scott, the pool boy, or the former pool boy, as he has been one of our tried-and-true regular co-hosts of the past year when we've needed him. Uh, he was one of the first on the show ever, if not the first. I don't remember now off the top of my head, but figured the best way to ring in the new year was to have him on, and it was a train wreck of a show, but in the best way possible. So check that out. You can find it at iTunes, TalkShoe, Libsyn, and Stitcher. Find us on Facebook. Just look up The Coffin Joe Cast. Send us an uh, email at coffinjoecast at gmail.com. Or uh, find a uh, voicemail at 661-434-5956 at 661-434-KWJO. And last but not least, uh, obviously, Oblivious is the name of the other show I do with the Mike Nero and South Philly Paul. Uh, we've had a quite a long hiatus on the show due to various things that had come up over the past several weeks. Uh, and the most recent thing was that we recorded a show. It was a really good show. And... It kind of got eaten by the internet, so still waiting to see if that's going to be repairable. We're talking about putting together a voicemail show to get something out into the feed for you guys uh, because we love doing the show and want to make sure you have some content, but it hasn't happened as of yet, so look for that. Maybe to be dropping one or the other soon, and we probably are going to try and record a full-on show again uh, to follow up on the previous one here uh, as soon as possible. So you can find all our archives at obviouslyoblivious.com. Find us on Facebook. Just look up Obviously Oblivious. Email orgasm at obviouslyoblivious.com or voicemail 206-888-6052. Part of the music tonight was provided to us by musicalley.com. That is a Podsafe Music Network and our best friends in podcasting. Uh, Check them out if you're a podcaster and in the need of music, that is the place to go. Um, Also, my two blogs, A Momentary Lapse with Joel.blogspot.com, my online movie review blog, and there is a backlog for my blog of movies to review. It's redonkulous. Uh, Speaking of which, I just watched a movie last night called Housebound, which I, if I was compelled and had time, I would write a review of it because it was very original and something that uh, comes straight out of New Zealand, so something I would love to... uh, get into but we'll see uh also gregory the robot uh gregory the really angry robot my online comic strip that is defunct you can find that at gregoryrobot.blogspot.com or just do a google image search for gregory the really angry robot and profit um i have a voicemail but i think i'm gonna wait till the next segment to play it because i don't know how full the next segment's gonna be so that'll kind of pad it and also give it a chance to shine on its own not to interfere with all of the Uh, stuff that I want to get out of the way at the beginning of the show to pimp all my projects, things that I'm working on, things that I do, uh, so you know where we're coming from. But uh, the entire, well, not the entire, but the majority of the theme of the show tonight is all about the new year. Uh, And with the new year, and this being 2015, we have finally arrived at the year Marty McFly did in Back to the Future Part 2. So that's the, hence the title, Where's My Hoverboard, with the picture of the very young Elijah Wood uh, in front of the video game. So... That's where that comes from. The first song we heard tonight was The New Year by Death Cab for Cutie. It is one of my favorite uh, songs about the new year. 
So I thought that was a good way to kick things off. And the next I'm going to play before we get into the meat of the show uh, is a follow-up to last week. Last week, well, two weeks ago, I played a song by Waters, and it's one of the new bands that I'm just completely gaga over. Uh, not Lady Gaga over, but just like Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over. And I thought, uh, what better way to continue that trend than to play the second song on the EP, which is the second song that I heard by them, which is just a phenomenal track in and of itself. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Weezer-esque kind of thing, but it is all its own. So it's called I Feel Everything. It's by Waters. And when we come back, we'll get into the show. So here we go.
track. That was Waters with I Feel Everything. And gosh, I just, I, I can't help it. I love the band. And I uh, have their first album, and I've made it about halfway through. It's not quite the same thing. They've uh, progressed quite a bit, in my opinion, from that first album to the CP. So I'm looking forward to the full length that's going to follow up the CP sometime soon. But anyway, uh, before we get into the first topic, I want to hear what Nikki has to say. So Nikki from New Zealand, uh, take it away. Hey, Joel. Just wanted to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, thanks for all the music and conversations over the past year. Um, look forward to next year. The pants party out. Oh, thank you very much, Nikki. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you. Is a, it's a bit late on my part, and you sent it right on time, but I was dragging my feet, so I apologize, but thank you. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you as well, and, and uh, to all of yours over there in New Zealand, across the ditch, as it were, uh, with all your big dicks. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and um, I know that you called into like every single show that I'm a part of anyway to uh, wish a Merry Christmas. And I know, I don't know how that works exactly when you're calling from overseas. I'd be curious. I mean, I guess if you're on Skype, it could be free. But if you're using like a calling card or something, it might cost a pretty penny. I don't know. So hopefully not. That's not the case. But if it is, thank you even more for taking the time to do that. But um, that and thank you for naming the listeners of this show the pants party and for then the, the follow-up now they are the capants party because you know you gotta accentuate the k on that capants uh, you don't have to but I, I found it funny so anyway now the first thing i wanted to talk about was with this dawning of the new day and it being 2015 now we have finally arrived at the time where marty mcfly ends up in back to the future 2 uh, the steven spielberg follow-up to the original masterful work of art uh back to the future this is kind of a as far as the movie goes review wise is kind of more of the same in a lot of ways but at the same time it's very clever it's fun it's original it's just a good time it's one of those movies where you can put it in and at any point in time you just kind of enjoy it and it's one of those things that you know you could probably remake and uh get something decent out of it but it wouldn't quite have that same uh charm and appeal it's kind of you know lightning doesn't strike twice sort of thing um, and there were a lot of movies at this time that were kind of similar, you know, kind of futuristic, kind of time travel you know, Bill and Ted's excellent and bogus adventures. Uh, you know, there's there's other examples out there of it, but these are this is one of the finest. And incidentally, we all all of us little kids that are now grown up got our wish this last year when uh, they finally released a Lego set of the DeLorean with uh, Marty and, and the Doc. And it uh, it's one of those things that I have not been able to, to pick up. It's like 50 bucks, but uh, well, I remember when I was a kid and uh, the first movie ended and they're like to be continued. And then when I saw the second one and, you know, they obviously were leading into the third, I got so excited because I was like, you know, they're going to be toys. There's going to be a DeLorean I can play with. There's going to be an action figure. There's going to be all these things that are going to be tied to it. This big merchandising, you know, deluge of stuff. And it didn't happen. <laughs> it just flat out didn't happen. Uh, there weren't really any t-shirts there weren't like uh, a lot of merchandise at all to be honest with you which shocked the heck out of me then and to this day still kind of shocks me because i think they would have made a bazillion dollars not literally but a lot of money literally tens of dollars on uh just the delorean toy alone um and if they would have had an action figure with it of marty and the doc and maybe you know a biff in his old whatever it was chevy ford that he was driving that got all the manure in it I don't know. There, there, there's potential there, and why that didn't pan out, I don't know. And I'm thinking that at some point, uh, Funko is going to release a reaction figure uh, series of Back to the Future, would be my guess. 
which have become very popular. If you've not seen those, by the way, and I still haven't even gotten to what I'm talking about, um, they are kind of re... It's kind of like if you took all the Star Wars action figures from back in the day and made them modern with modern characters. And it's just, it's such a nostalgic, it's beautiful. It's a beauty of thing, beautiful thing to behold. I love the reaction figures. I don't own a damn single one of them yet, but at some point I'm going to pick up a couple of them, I hope, because they're just, they're mighty fun. But anyway, what I really was heading towards um, was that in the episode two, episode two, um, in Back to the Future 2, he arrives on October 21st, 2015 which when you think about it um, based on when the movie was made and the original one takes place in 1985 you know they're in the future so they didn't know what was going to happen yet and what's fun now is that um, with that happening and that's actually cresting that time we're still not to October yet um, there has been some websites that have kind of taken apart what's shown in that uh, scene in the movie or scenes I should say and kind of said you know well where are we did we to be accomplished the things that that they had seen that they predicted and the reality is in some regards we did and a lot of regards we didn't but what i found was a is off of the guardian.com there was a a to z list of everything kind of that happened in the movie and uh, breaks it down what is reality versus what's fantasy and for me i actually watched the film today like literally i just finished it about 15 minutes ago before I came down to record, just so I could kind of familiarize myself with what they were talking about in the article, so I just wasn't coming in cold, which it's freezing in the basement, so isn't that ironic, don't you think? It's like a rain on your wedding day. But um, anyway, the first one they have is automation, which uh, in the uh, the film they anticipate an increased use you know, of robot technology, um, and they have a scene you know, where a, a dog is being walked by an automated drone. And what's kind of ironic is that, yes, they got that right in terms of, you know, the use of like planes that are drones uh, and robotic technology automation in general has become you know much more popular and has become quite a bit more of a thing but it's not nearly to the level that they have it there where you know the gas station is automated and there's all these things that are going on I mean there there are definitely plenty of robotic items and things that are being done without uh, the aid of humans minus you know the programming aspect of it but not nearly to the extent uh, that we see in the film uh, biometrics is one of the things that they got right um, you know kind of that's the scanning of eyes and fingerprints to use them you know to check identity um, in the film you know at the McFly's home they use a scanner uh, rather than a doorknob to you know gain entry to the house which that's a thing I mean people use that technology now um, for security purposes not necessarily as they hasn't replaced the doorknob <laughs> but um, it is something that is very much alive and well, and I don't know whether that was just a prediction or something that they kind of assumed would happen based on things that were happening back when the film was originally made. I don't know, but they got that right. Um, the one that I saw a lot of posts for on uh, New Year's Eve was the clothes thing, which, you know, this is the way you're supposed to dress in an hour or two hours or however long it was before the, the uh, clock was supposed to hit midnight. And it's probably considered the biggest error, one of the biggest errors in the film is that, you know, a lot of the, the clothing stuff is just completely off base. I mean, it, unless you're Lady Gaga, there's my second reference to Gaga today. How did that happen? Um, it didn't happen. The double tie thing, for example, not going to happen is, is just completely re- pointless and ridiculous. Um, the gold raincoat, uh, the sound effect programmable vest, um, 
you know, there's a lot of things in there and, and it's just a big mishmash of bright colors and it's almost like the 80s, they were expecting an 80s resurgence after the 80s were popular and they're not far off. I mean, the 80s has made a resurgence for sure. Everything is cyclical. It runs in 20-year cycles. But um, in this case, it uh, was pretty far off. You know, then they also talk about like the, the self-drying jacket or the self-adjusting jacket. It's just not practical, um, but it's fun to watch. The next thing was, um, well, they have a massive amount of use of paper, um, faxing being a part of it. Uh, you know, there's faxes being spewed out of a machine in the house. There's They talk about dust repellent paper. And the reality is that in 2015, we've kind of started to go away from paper. Um, there is far less use of it in general. Um, faxing is still a thing, but a lot of times it's done from email to email versus actually having hard copies. Although at my job, we still do some hard copy faxing. But, um, you know, it's almost become an antique to do anything uh, via paper anymore. You know, it's all electronic. So that's something that uh, is is a nice thought, but they've kind of become more uh, self-conscious. Um, eyewear, you know, they have some things in there that kind of vaguely resemble like the Google Glass type capabilities. Um, they, you know, just in general, the eyewear is, it's hard to predict what's going to be fashionable. I mean, who would have thought that cat's eye glasses were a thing back in the day? And uh, they still, to some extent, are for those who are into vintage stuff. Um, flying cars is probably the biggest thing that, that everybody's been looking for and talking about for the past, I don't know, since cars were invented just about. Everybody's expected that, um, you know, cars were going to be able to fly by then 10 years down the road and then 20 years and then 30 years. And it's just it's never happened. It's just I don't really think it's practical. Um, a company called Terrafuga or Terrafugia um unveiled a prototype a few months ago called the Aeromobile 3.0, which they say can do more than 400 miles on one trip, and it is a flying car. Um, but, you know, air traffic control plans would need to be drafted. I mean, the whole flight pattern of planes would have to be rerouted or adjusted. It's more than just getting the car off the ground. It's it's more about, you know, the overall impact it would have with everything as far as air travel is concerned. But there's a really cool video um, Aeromobile is A-E-R-O-M-O-B-I-L 3.0. Look it up. Uh, there's a YouTube video about this thing. It's not exactly very attractive and it's not real practical, but it works. I mean, the guy f- literally flies in this thing and it is a car that he can drive. It's street legal. Um, but uh, I don't foresee flying cars being a thing anytime in the near future. I don't expect them to happen in my lifetime. And I'm not sure that they're ever going to happen, to be honest with you. I mean, if you watch in the movie the way that they use them, it's just it's too it's too f- it's too implausible. I'm, I just, I have to say it's, it's not gonna, not gonna happen. Um, there's a reference here to game consoles. They don't really talk about, um, or show any game con- consoles necessarily, but the Elijah Wood that I use for my show art and his buddy, um, are, you know, turning on an old retro game in the eighties diner. And they talk about, you know, how they, they have to use their hands, which is so, you know, old school, uh, um, which, you know, they, it's not so much anymore about not using your hands or your whatever. It's, it's more about wireless hands-free like remotes and, and things like that. And uh, there are some games where you don't like the connect uses things that you don't use your hands. So <clears throat> they're not too far off with that. Um, to be honest with you and something that they don't really talk about here, but is the, the Pepsi, that's like a glass bottle can. It's like a combination of things, which is kind of funky. Um, but anyway, uh, the next thing is hoverboards, which is the title of the show. Everybody is always asking, where's my hoverboard? Well, kids, it's it's coming. Uh, there's a, a company called Hendo, H- H-E-N-D-O, 
And you can see a video online of uh, Tony Hawk rides the Hendo hoverboard, and they don't really give credit to Back to the Future 2 for coming up with the concept, but um, it's definitely a, a, you know, a ways off from being perfected to the level that it is in the movie. Um, it's it's kind of neat. It's fun to watch, and Tony Hawk seems to be having fun kind of messing around with it. But, um, you know, it's not real practical yet, but it's here. And, uh, you know, for 2015, from when the movie was made, yeah, I would say it's uh, it's impressive. The Internet, they really don't talk about it um, because at that point in time, it really didn't exist in the grand scheme, you know, in the big consciousness. It wasn't until about 94, 95 when it really started to kind of become a thing and take hold. And um, since then, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> it is... I mean, you, you can't have an existence anymore without the internet, it seems. Yeah, so I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, the next thing they talk about is Jaws 19, which is a, is kind of a fun little quick segment in the film where there's a, a 3D directed by Max Spielberg uh, note to self, you know, or uh, poking fun at himself with Steven Spielberg being the director of the original Jaws. Um, it's you know, shows this giant uh, 3D pixelated jaws coming out of the, uh, you know, it's like a hologram and it comes down and it bites Marty or tries to and he freaks out and it's kind of a funny sequence. But, you know, <laughs> they stopped making jaws after part five and there's a lot of, uh, or after part four, I should say, um, there's a lot of uh, Twitter stuff and things that went crazy. Uh, most notably would be Edgar Wright, uh, the director of all of the uh, Simon Pegg movies, Shaun of the Dead, uh, the, At the World's End, and uh, Hot Fuzz, as well as um, oh Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Anyway, um, he tweeted on January 1st, he said, they haven't much time to make Jaws 5 through 19, which, you know, between now and October, they'd, they'd have to make all those films to make that a reality. But what's interesting, though, is that uh, despite the fact that, you know, the hologram projected thing that comes out of the uh, the the theater like it does in the movie doesn't exist but 3d has become quite the thing and uh you know that's a, a really big thing that uh, they kind of predict in that and they're dead on i mean it made a resurgence and it's now everywhere all the time all the place uh lawyers being abolished and hence the accelerated justice system yeah i don't think lawyers are going anywhere and they probably wouldn't let you do it anyway uh, the mobility aids, when they show uh, Marty's father, George, when he's hanging upside down and being hovered around, again, kind of falls under the automation kind of thing, um, something that's just not real practical and probably would end up hurting more people than it would help. So maybe at some point they'll uh, find a way to make that work, but in 2015, not going to happen. And nostalgia, there's you know the whole store that's all... Uh, it's an antique store with all the 80s stuff. You know, that's that's kind of a thing. I mean, 80s is not quite to that level just yet um, in 2015. But if you go to your local flea market or antique store, I mean, you can find things from the 80s, you know, Star Wars figures and, and old computers and whatnot. So it's out there, but not nearly to the level that they show it in the film. Uh, the old money, yeah, money's still money. They've redesigned it, but it's still the same money. The uh, automated food thing where they stick the pizza into the... Uh, rehydrator with and it rehydrates the pizza uh yeah they have frozen pizza they've got all these other kinds of things you can heat up uh, frozen meals primarily being the big thing but 
yeah, the rehydrator hasn't happened, and I don't foresee that being a thing that's going to be happening anytime, anytime soon. Um, the retractable tray of fresh fruit and vegetables? Uh, no. Uh, the rejuvenation clinic? Uh, really? Any more? I mean, if it's not Botox or um, plastic surgery, they haven't really gone much beyond that, and uh, so I'd say they kind of failed on that way. Self-tying shoelaces? Unless you're uh, Mike Carbonaro in the Carbonaro effect. Hasn't happened, but they have released the Nike Air 2015 kicks are available. Um, they look like them, but they don't really quite do the same thing that uh, they do in the movie. Uh, TV, they got right. I mean, as far as like kind of the flat screens and whatnot. But they, you know, kids don't necessarily, or people don't watch six channels at once. I mean, some people do. I mean, sports people especially. But, um, you know, that that sort of thing hasn't really become a reality they do have picture in picture and uh people do scan around a lot but um urban regeneration uh reinvigorating old places yeah that's a thing that's been a thing video calls that's been a thing they've been talking about for the longest time i'd say skype is probably the closest thing to that it's not a regular thing where you know you get on your home and make a phone call and you video chat people don't want to do that because when you're at home or you're someplace you know you're not trying to dress to impress you're not going to call your boss from home on a video call but skype is a thing and that uh absolutely is video calling at its best as it sits right now and so i would say they pretty much got that right weather reports um accurate to the second nope sorry guys didn't happen x-ray vision um well unless you're a tsa agent yeah it hasn't happened um and the zappers, you know how many lawsuits there would be for those? I mean, people are going to misuse the hell out of those things. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Good job overall, I'd say, with uh, the episode or the episode, the movie. Um, and if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fun. And especially considering where we're at. I mean, they talk about the Cubs winning a World Series versus Miami. I don't see them winning anytime soon. And, uh, you know, it makes you wonder. It hazards the, get, uh, the question, if you could go back in time and uh, get a, a sports betting book and bet your way to fame and fortune, would you do it? would be hard-pressed not to. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say is, you know, keep in mind, we're only four days into 2015, and the movie takes place on October 21st. So uh, clock's ticking, people. If you want to get some of these things done, you're running out of time. So on that note, let's jump into the next song. It's called One and the Same. It's by Clap for Daylight, and we'll be back in just a few.
same by clap for daylight and kind of ran a little long in that last segment i probably should just split it up and make it into two segments but i'm not going to i'm going to continue on with my original plan so the next thing i wanted to talk about was something that i kind of delved into with the end of the year happening at work things kind of slow down so in between you know the calls and things that we have i tend to get a lot of time so sometimes if i find a website i'll kind of peruse the heck out of it until i've seen every page that's there and the, the, the big ones that I've been perusing lately are nostalgia sites. The first one being uh, dinosaurdracula.com and the other one being plaidstallions.blogspot.com. One is a 70s site. The other one is kind of more of an 80s, early 90s site. Um, but they both kind of do the have the same function. It's interesting with Dinosaur Dracula, I went all the way back to the, the very first post and it's really kind of morphed and changed. Um, over the years into what it is now, which is an amazing site that has almost like a nerd block, horror block, uh, loot crate kind of thing happening, which is cool. And I'm, you know, I'm happy for the creator for being able to, to segue it into something that potentially could make him some money. But it's interesting to watch the progression of anything, whether it be a podcast or a website or a TV show or a comic book or, or anything to see where it goes from the inception to the uh, actual execution um, and with that site, it originally kind of started out much more vague to the point now where it's it's amazing. And if you're anybody who's into like um, old, you know, you're a kid of the 80s uh, and or 90s and you had toys from the 70s, 80s and 90s, it's, it's just a fun ride back through there, um, through, you know, kind of flea markets, antiques, uh, digging through the old boxes that your mom saved for you, stuff that you found in the attic. Uh, reliving past things that you did and it's just I just found myself kind of looking through it going oh I remember I had that or yeah I really enjoyed that or man I wish I could find one of those and um, it's just a it's a very fun well put together site and it just kind of took me back to being a a ute as it were 
So if you get a chance, go check out DinosaurDracula.com. The other one, Plattsteins, is kind of more focused on 70s, maybe, maybe early 80s at best, but it's primarily 70s stuff. And for me, being a child, you know, born in 74, uh, having six years of the 70s under my belt before the 80s hit, a lot of the stuff that I played with as a kid kind of came out of the 70s. And so if I go back and look at that, I'll see a lot of the toys that I had um, growing up that uh, were actually from the 70s, but I didn't really realize it, that I carried over with me into the 80s, and I still have some of them today. But some of it I didn't even know what they belonged to. And it's just one of those things, again, where it's all about nostalgia, you know, kind of going back and looking at a different time, the advertisements. That's one of the things that Plaid Stallions offers is a lot of advertisements. Um, JCPenney catalog, which as a kid before the internet, I mean, that was the way you found out about what was coming out. And I mean, I used to pour over those books left and right a hundred times over until they, they were just worn out before Christmas because, they, you know, you could see all the pictures of the cool toys that were coming and they were all in dioramas kind of set up in the action poses. And it was just, it's so fun. And to go back and look at that stuff again, you know, as an adult, you're like, you know, I probably won't ever see those things again. But with the dawn of the Internet, you can because, you know, for every 10 people out there, one of them saved some of the stuff that they had as a kid. And as they post it and somebody collects it and archives it, suddenly you have this archive of your entire childhood on a website. And it's it's amazing. So if you're in my age group of, you know, early 40s, uh, late 80s or late 30s, um, go check out uh, plaidstallions.blogspot.com or Dinosaur Dracula. And I don't know what it is about going back and looking at things and, and kind of reliving your past that's enjoyable. I've talked about nostalgia on the show before, but it's it's something that I think we're all we all can't escape. I mean, you all want to kind of relive when you were a kid and um, to kind of go back to a simpler time. And it's like I was talking about on the last episode of Forty Going on Fourteen. We were discussing the nineteen ninety Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and granted, in my opinion, it is not held up well. Just like the nineteen eighty nine Batman didn't hold up nearly as well as I had hoped for. You know, seeing it with adult eyes versus the eyes of a child when I saw it. Same thing with the 1990 Turtles movies. It, it didn't really hold up as much as I had hoped. But at the same time, as I was watching it, I remember being a kid in the theater and just thinking it was the coolest thing and, and not really getting the fact that the jokes were so terrible and corny. I just, for me, it was all about, hey, I'm seeing these comic book characters that I've been reading and this cartoon I've been watching, these toys I've been playing with come to life. And, you know, the Jim Henson uh, Creature Shop did an amazing job with the costumes. And again, it's it's all about kind of reliving that childhood and seeing things through those eyes. And, you know, as you get older, those opportunities kind of become less and less. And so I think that's why there's such a push anymore for these kind of websites or for, you know, the resurgence of toys, whether they be new ones in an old style like the... the uh, uh, the ones I talked about previously from Funko that I all of a sudden forgot the name of them, um, the reaction figures, or to go back and, and find your old toys, whether it be through eBay or, or flea market or antique stores or shopping, you know, in, in big open forums where they have all kinds of old stuff out that you can buy um, and probably pay too much for. But I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of a collector. I'm a, a person I like stuff. And for me... That's uh, that's the way to hang on to that time period in my life is to have a little piece of it, whether it's sitting on a shelf or I'm fidgeting with it during the show or whether it's at work on my desk. It's it's to me, it's it's happiness in, you know, a three and a half inch plastic figure. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into the next song. It's called Ready, Set, Go by Letters Burning. And we'll be back in just a few. (laughs) 
we're back. That was Ready, Set, Go by Letters Burning. And if you are a fan of the show, then you're familiar with them. They are a repeat offender to the program. So welcome back, Letters Burning. We appreciate it. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about, is with the dawning of the new year and all of our New Year's parties that we went to and everything that's, you know, kind of goes on around this time of year, um, it's all about resolutions for a lot of people. And for me, I used to make resolutions back when I was younger, but I, I don't anymore. I guess because I figure whether you make them at the beginning of the year or make them in the middle of the year, it's still something that, you know, you're setting a goal for yourself and trying to achieve it. So there's no need to set a, a time frame on it because what happens a lot of times, I think, is that people will wait until they're like, okay, well, after the new year, I'll, I'll change. Well, there, there's no time like the present to just make a goal of it because if you keep putting it off then you're going to keep putting it off and if you keep putting it off then eventually you're not going to do it and yes i said that three times and i did that on purpose but um the point is is that whether you do it now or you do it next week you got to do it at some point you got to take the initiative and using the first as a jumping point in theory is a good idea because it gives you a a, a, a date to set and to move work towards but at the same time it also gives you license to do whatever up until that date and I know uh, when, as, as a former smoker, when I smoked, one of the, the tricks that I was taught and the way that I was able to quit, you know, with the whole cold turkey thing, which wasn't necessarily entirely cold turkey, but was a two-step process. Number one, the last week before you quit smoking, change brands because you, as a smoker, as you know, you become kind of loyal to a certain brand of cigarette. So you tend to smoke that one specifically, whether it's Marlboro's, uh, Camel's or otherwise, um, and so by switching up in the last week, you're already throwing your body off. You know, your body's like, well, wait, this isn't, this isn't my brand. This isn't, this isn't my, this isn't the one I, I smoke. So right there, you've already kind of set the tone. So then from there, what I did was I set a date and I didn't make it a far out date. I kind of set the date ahead of time, a couple of weeks ahead said, you know, in, in this date, two weeks out, whatever, I'm going to quit. And so then you work up to the first de uh, deadline, which is to switch brands. And then you wait that last week until, you know, you're, or however long it takes you to ideally, you know, one week before, hopefully you're not smoking more than a pack a week, but if you are, then half pack a week, two packs a week, whatever, um, you get to that date, you're done and that's it. And you've set yourself up ahead of time. You're mentally ready. You've, uh, it's not really necessarily cold Turkey where you just one day say, I'm just stopping because, you know, it's it's all a mental game. It's all it's all mental. I mean, yes, there are added addictive qualities to cigarettes, but at the same time, there is uh, it's all it's all mental. So, anyway, that's that's just kind of my case about uh, why maybe not to set New Year's resolutions or setting that date as the uh, one-time thing. So what I did was I went to pittsburgh.about.com and they had a thing here about New Year's resolutions, kind of the top 10 most popular ones. And I thought I'd just kind of go over those because, you know, I think everybody kind of does the same thing. They kind of set the same type of uh, resolutions year after year for whatever reason. It's become a thing. Um, <clears throat> and so these are, I guess, the most, most common. Uh, number one, spend more time with family and friends, which that's something I, I think you should be doing anyway, if you can. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a, a hypocrite with that because I don't, my family, <clears throat> excuse me, my my moms are in two different states. Uh, I've got family overseas. I've got family in other states. I've got, I don't know, I've got people all over the place that uh, I just, I don't see enough because I'm not able to travel or I don't travel either financial reasons or 
uh, just not being able to to get the time off work. So, you know, and then friends, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. You do the best you can. And uh, sometimes just life doesn't allow it. So that's a good one. That's, that's one that doesn't really, um, it's not like you're saying you're going to lose weight and then you eat like crazy until the, the first of the year, which speaking of which number two fit in fitness. Um, so, you know, planning to start to exercise, to get it back into the swing of things. And I was doing really well with that for a while. And then I got sick and then I stopped and now it's had a hard time getting back. And, you know, I wasn't going to use the new year as an excuse to do it, but I probably should have because then at some point I need to, to get back into that getting to be an older man. Uh, I need to try and stay in somewhat better shape, not crazy, like muscle man, crazy, uh, Lou Ferrigno, incredible Hulk type of thing. But, um, it's not a bad thing to want to get fit, but again, it's when, and so it's, it's obvious that's going to be a, probably one of the most popular ones that, that people have, um, which number three is, you know, tame the bulge, which again is, is all about, you know, eating less and not being overweight. And with it being such a, a, a big problem in America, there was a, a post, um, I saw just today actually about new year's where they talked about, you know, it's, it's kind of a ironic that half the world is trying to lose weight and the other half of the world is trying to find food so they don't starve. You know, where is that middle ground? Why are we dealing with two opposite ends of the spectrum at the same time? Why can't we, you know, help the people that want to lose weight by getting the food that they're going to eat to the people that are starving? I mean, it just, it, granted, it's not that simple, but, you know, it's kind of an ironic twist that that's what we're dealing with. Uh, number four, quitting smoking. There you go. That's that's the big one. Um Number five, enjoy life more Um, with kind of the hectic lifestyle that we all have these days. And I'm not one to, you know, I'm I'm the pot calling the kettle kettle black because I burn the candle at at least one and a half ends. And and I like it that way. But, you know, um, with our lifestyle the way it is, sometimes it's it's nice to stop and do what I always preach on the show, which is kind of enjoy the little things. And um, whether they be watching your favorite TV show or going to the park or just having a nice meal, uh, anything you can do to kind of take a break from your everyday and uh, catch your breath is never a bad thing. Whether it's the first of the year or the end of the year or the middle of the year, it doesn't matter. Always, always take time for yourself. Number six, quit drinking, which I'm not much of a drinker. I had one shot on, on New Year's and prior to that, I don't know when's the last time I had a, an adult beverage, but I, I just, I, I don't drink. But some people use it as an excuse to stop drinking. And, and New Year's Eve is a huge night for um, alcoholic consumption. So it's kind of an, a, a, a weird twist of irony to make that your night to quit. But some people, you know, they uh, like to taper it off gently. Some people like to go cold turkey. Some people don't have a problem. Some do. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for anything that's going to make you healthier, happier, and feel better about yourself. So if that's something that would help you, then use the new year's as a as a reason i guess number seven get out of debt i think we'd all like to do that um i myself am not in a huge amount of debt in the grand scheme of things compared to some people i've got one credit card and one student loan both of which uh you know making payments on other than that pretty much uh don't have a lot of debt i guess i have a car payment one car payment but it's moderately small um so i've strived to try and um avoid that in my life but at the same time it's kind of a it's kind of a, a weird thing because if you don't have credit you can't get credit and if you have credit then it's harder to get credit because a lot of times you're already in debt so you can't really win it's it's a it's a weird evil part of society that's necessary but not 
So, I don't know. We can go back to the barter system with chickens and stuff. As far as I'm concerned, that's not true. But anyway, I think we'd all like to get out of debt. I think that requires a lot more than just saying, hey, I'm going to get out of debt. <laughs> requires a lot of uh, planning and, and belt tightening and uh, better jobs or, uh, you know, extra jobs or whatever. But uh, anyway, number eight, learn something new. I'm, I think we learn something new every day. And I, I'm one of those people that I love to learn as much as I can about any one given topic. So if I get into something, whether it's a band or a, or a show or uh, I'm, whatever the case may be, I always learn as much as I can about it. That's just a habit I've always had. And I'm a completionist by nature. And according to Val from Val's Hollow Records in Oak Park, that is who I am. I am a completionist. So anytime I fall in love with something or become obsessed with it, so to speak, I learn as much as possible as I can. So that's something that I think you should relegate to do every day, not just on the new year. Number nine, help others. Again, something you can do anytime, all the time, every time, whether it's somebody in line that doesn't have enough money to pay for something that they're, you know, buying, or it's going down to the local soup kitchen and helping out. It's, uh, again, that kind of feeds into some of the other things that we talked about, like, uh, you know, um, uh, taking time for yourself, doing things to uh, improve yourself. Uh, you know, it's it's all it all ties together. And again, um, there's no need to take the New Year's as a reason to help others. It's that's something you should do every day if you can. And number ten on the list: get organized. Which I am uh, guilty of being somebody who was raised in a house that was very unorganized and didn't know what exactly it meant to be organized. But over the years, I have uh, come to terms with that and uh, grips. And have become quite an organized person and with my uh, OCD tendencies that I've grown into over the years due to other issues that have happened that we've talked about on the show, um, I tend to do it more so than I ever have in my my life. So organization is a good thing. It uh, makes your life flow easier. But again, not something you have to wait till the new year. Do that anytime, all the time, every time. So going to jump into another song. It's called Happy New Year. It's by Wind Is Mind Blowing. And when we come back, we will close out the show. So here we go. Another new year where people come and go. I have dressed up with my best shirt and my tie. My friends talking on their phones to their lovers that they never really knew. But I, I just wonder should celebrate the time is passing by the soul just promised to quit smoking and eat some healthy food run a mile each week this year will be the same as the one before but this year i'll be coming home this year will be the same as the one before this year I'll be coming home to you Just wonder why 
celebrate the time is passing by let's all just promise to quit smoking and eat some healthy food and run a mile each week this year will be the same as the one before but this year i'll be coming home this year will be the same as the one before but this year i'll be coming home bits that I do where I talk about my different shows it seems like my volume goes up as far as my voice is concerned I didn't figure out why that is um, and then the parts in the middle seem to be more sedate and calm so I don't know what the logic is there but it seems to happen so anyway uh, thank you for checking us out this has been episode 129 I hope it came out the way it was envisioned in my head uh, next week is episode 130 reality is though don't tell anybody but between all the half shows and stuff I've done I'm past on 30 yeah. yeah talk about mind-blowing anyway um if you'd like to find me you can find me on facebook.com just look up joel happy pants hour k-p-a-n-t-s uh you can send me an email at joel happy pants at gmail.com or find me on twitter at joel happy pants you can also find the show at the sunshine happy pants hour on facebook just look it up like it love it lead the way find other people for the pants party check out my other shows 40 going on 14 can find that at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and other fine podcasting directories, as well as on the Musings of a Geek Network. You can also find us Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. Uh, leave us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com, Twitter at 40go14, or voicemail 708-NOW-WRAP. That's 708-669-9727. Also, the Coffin Joe cast. Find it on iTunes, TalkShoe, Libsyn, and Stitcher. Uh, look us up on Facebook. Just look up the Coffin Joe cast. You can also find 40going14 at 40go14.com and on Facebook, by the way. Uh, send us an email at coffinjoecast at gmail.com. Um, voicemail 661-434-5956 at 661-434-KWJO. And last but most certainly not least, obviously oblivious. Uh, find us at obviouslyoblivious.com. iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and other fine podcasting directories. Facebook.com. Just look up obviously oblivious. Uh, email orgasm at obviouslyoblivious.com or voicemail 206-888-6052. I want to thank musicalley.com, the Podsafe Music Network, for providing with us with a ton of music tonight, as well as the artists who are unaware of us um, participating in lending out their music for us to use. So sorry about that. But thank you. I appreciate your uh, compliance with that. So um, if you are a podcaster and need music, musicalley.com is the way to go. 
Uh, last but not least, check out my blogs, Momentary Lapse with Joel.blogspot.com or GregoryRobot.blogspot.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, this is as much my show as it is yours, so please contribute your thoughts, uh, anything you'd like to hear me talk about, things you want me to go back over, songs you want to hear that I played, where I found something, uh, suggestions, uh, feedback, whatever it is, I'm open to take suggestions at any and, any and all the time for the show, so please provide them to me. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to share, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Other than that, uh, last song after the outro and the song that I use every year uh, to close out the show is Old Lang Syne by Rockasaurus Rex. It's uh, it's a fun fun little ditty, good way to end the uh, evening. Uh, last thing, i considering redoing the intro, uh, not against anything um, that Killawoba has done, but you know, every once in a while I like to change things up, so it's feeling like it's that time of year to maybe uh, start considering a new uh, intro for the show. So if you would like to be the voiceover person for that and you've got a microphone that can get a nice, clear, quality sound, uh, please let me know. Send me an email. Uh, uh, pants at gmail.com. I would love to uh, consider your vocal talents for the show. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with it yet, but it is uh, in the hopper, as it were. So uh, make 2015 an amazing year. Look for all, all the things that are going to be coming on October 21st to be happening soon. So get ready. Things are about to get nutty in here. And um, live each day like it is the new year. Don't don't wait till January 1st to make a change. Uh, every day is the start of a new chapter of your life. So love you guys. See you next week, kids.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.